Running the option on first down. Hagan has it. He has Rome. He's got one man to beat. Now he pitches to Flanagan, and he may take it all the way. Flanagan's in for the touchdown. McKinley Wright from the logo. Got it. Oh, McKinley Wright. Welcome into the DNVR Buffs podcast presented by Green Mountain Dental Group. I'm Henry Chisholm, and uh, we've got a lot to get through today. Uh, talk to, uh, let's see, it started with Tad Boyle, and then we went to Tristan Da Silva, and then uh, from there it was football, so Carl Durrell was first, and then Chris Miller, and then Joshka Gustav. So it's been kind of a busy morning, and I've mostly like unpacked my thoughts. I don't know. We'll, we'll see how it goes. Um, but first, more on Green Mountain Dental. Green Mountain Dental is the place to go for all of your dental needs. Uh, they do a great job. They're caring, family-owned dentists, and uh, you should support them because supporting our partners is supporting us. They're huge Colorado for- sports fans. So you can go in there and talk about Colorado sports, and they'll know their stuff. Um it's a good place and they're good people and they get great reviews. And, uh, the best part is if you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam, you can get yourself a free Sonicare toothbrush. So make sure you take advantage of that. Go get your free Sonicare toothbrush when you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam from Green Mountain Dental. All right. Uh, we're going to jump in on basketball first. Um, I think what? No, I guess yesterday, day before yesterday, would have been like a month until their first game. It's pretty crazy seeing these schedules together. You know, normally you have football practice starting in August and you go through like half of the football season and then the basketball team starts up. So that's like, yeah, maybe get up to Boulder a little bit early in the morning so that you can hit that media availability and then this one. But no, it really is just happening at the exact same time. Um, but it's going to be a lot of fun once the games actually get here. Um, let's see. Oh, was it Tristan De Silva first? I guess so. Uh, in my notes, it looks that way at least. So Tristan uh, is a freshman from Germany. Uh, his big brother, uh, whose name I always like have to pause before I remember, Oscar De Silva played for Stanford. Um, Tristan wasn't a very well-known prospect. I remember when we first got the name, it was a little bit of work to try to find anything about him. Oh, let's see. Hometown Munich, but born in Brazil. Um, I'm actually not sure how much time he spent there. But uh, yeah, uh, spent a lot of time in Germany, obviously now coming over to the United States to play for Colorado. Um, And... This was the first we got to hear from him, but he said that everybody is really welcoming. Um, The chemistry is great. Um, Everybody just jokes around, and he says that that 
aspect in particular makes it feel more like home, more like family because, you know, you're kind of just roasting each other and, and that's how you build relationships. So everything's going well there, um, which is very good to hear. Um, he said that the recruiting process was a little bit different because he couldn't take an official visit because of the pandemic. Um, it was all just online. Um, but he did say that he felt really good about everything that the buffs were saying, um, that in the end, it was a pretty easy decision to take Colorado over, um, LMU, Hawaii, BYU, San Diego. Um, that's according to the buffs website. Uh, so that's good to hear. Uh, in terms of playing time, he says that he's not worried. He says that at this point, he's just trying to get better. And as long as he works hard and keeps getting better, then they aren't going to keep, be able to keep him off the court. Um, more particularly, though, he plays the three and the four. Listed 6'8", 200. Tad doesn't buy it. Tad thinks he's pretty tall for six foot eight. Um, just honestly makes it even more exciting in my mind. But, uh, yeah. Uh, he does say that he likes the system, though, and that he is playing the three and the four. Um, he likes that in this system in particular, the four spends a lot of the time outside, and because he is such a good shooter, that really plays into his strengths. Um, when Tad was talking about Tristan, he basically said the same thing. His outside game is in better shape than his inside game, probably. Uh, the post footwork may be adding a little bit of weight, that kind of stuff. That'll help him, but at this point, like Tad said, he's tall for six foot eight. He can sit at the three point line and knock down some shots for you. And if you try to put a guard on him, he can back that guard down. Like he can do that. Um, again, we still obviously haven't gotten to see him play all that much, but Tristan's exciting. Tristan is really exciting. He's an exciting piece along with everything else that's happening in this class. You know, Tad had some great things to say about how lucky they are to have him. Uh, says that he really has unlimited upside. Um, and he says that, you know, there are times when people who are smart in the classroom don't necessarily see that those smarts translate to playing basketball. And that that's something that always kind of worries him um, and something that's typically on his mind in the recruiting process. That isn't the case with Tristan, though. Uh, Tad says that Tristan has very good basketball smarts on top of just being a smart guy. Um he said that sometimes that can make him a little too analytical. He says, no, he said that Tristan being so analytical and his approach to the game, like looking, seeing, breaking down what's going on, it is very good. But sometimes when you're out on the court, you kind of have to ignore it. Um, and if you don't, then the game just kind of moves past you. You can't be thinking too much. And apparently that's been something that Tristan has been working on. Um, and Tad says that just in general, Tristan needs to be more patient with himself. Uh, same is true for the other freshmen as well. Um, but just understanding the situation you're in, that there are going to be some struggles as you try to adjust. Um, but uh, overall, everything is very positive. In particular, his ability to shoot, and in particular, his ability to put the ball on the floor. And also, Tad feels like he got more than he bargained for when he was told six foot eight. Um, I think that that was pretty much it on Tristan. Uh, also had some other updates from Tad. Uh, apparently, Kin is hobbled. That was the word that Tad used a couple of times. Um, he isn't quite where he needs to be yet, but again, he's just been a little bit banged up. But that's meant more practice time for some other guys. Um, you know, Keyshawn Bartholomew has gotten a, a lot more time. Eli Parquet. Um, 
Oh, Dominique Clifford. Uh, also, he gave a shout-out to Isaac Jessup, um, which is interesting. Not somebody that we have, honestly, ever talked about on this podcast. But Isaac is a walk-on freshman, a guard, um, and... Oh, journalism major, according to this page. That's always exciting. But um, Tad said that because of the situation where Ken has been just a little bit hobbled, um, Isaac has gotten some more chances on the floor and that there really hasn't been too much of a drop-off. And that's what you want to see. But uh, that's uh, good news for sure. Overall, uh, you don't really have to be too worried about Ken. Um, according to Tad, when the time comes, he'll be just fine. And uh, that is good to hear. Um, he did say that the team wasn't quite where it needs to be, um, but that today was a turning point for the defense. He said that yesterday he actually talked to the entire team and said that really his role is to be honest with them, to see what's happening, evaluate it, and just kind of give it to his team straight. And he said that, up to that point, it kind of looked like this was a below-average defensive team in terms of Pac-12 teams. You know, this isn't a top half of the Pac-12 defense. Um, didn't seem like it was as much of like a, you guys need to get it together as much as it was, okay, with this personnel that we have, with these situations, then maybe we aren't going to be great there, but we can make up our other ways. Today, though, he said was a turning point for the defense. Today, everything, everybody kind of locked in and it worked. Um, and he says that getting that mindset is tough um, and that there, there's just like this extra level almost that young guys don't necessarily understand that they need to be getting to. Um, he said that the defensive mindset is nowhere near where it needs to be, um, but it's kind of on the vets to get out there and challenge the young guys and play well and defend well to show them what that actually looks like. Um, and how important that th that is. Um, I think that that was most of the thoughts on basketball. I didn't say this, but it was the 11th practice. Um, yeah, that looks like it. Okay, to Carl Durrell now. Um, actually, this would be a good place to take a break, wouldn't it? Uh, Breckenridge Brewery is the place to go for any of your beer needs. Uh, it's the official beer of DNBR. It's a Colorado beer. Um, but a really good beer. A beer so good that it's now being sold in 36 states. Uh, they have so many different beers, whether it's a Strawberry Sky or the... Ooh! I'm not sure if I said this, but on the tailgate, uh, I won the competition for mixing Breckenridge beers. And the answer was mixing the Strawberry Sky with the Vanilla Porter Jr. It is incredible, and that is my recommendation. You can actually, both of those come in the 15-can sampler. So if you pick up a 15-can sampler, then boom, get to try five different beers, but also you get to try mixing those two together, and it is incredible. Uh, so do that. Try some Breckenridge beers. I can't remember for the life of me what Ryan told me to name it. Um, makes it a little bit tougher to sell. This is like my first time marketing my own thing. I, that's not true at all. Okay, well, let's move on. Use that beer locator on the Breckenridge Brewery website to figure out where you can pick up whatever beer it is that you want to try. Also, wait, what's today? The 27th. The season is in full swing, and the action is still unfolding, so head to DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. With so many storylines across both professional and collegiate sports, this is the time to check out 
all that DraftKings Sportsbook has to offer. If you haven't tried the app yet, head to the App Store now because you do not want to miss this. To celebrate the showdown in Happy Valley, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new users the chance to turn $1 into $100 when placing a bet on either Penn State or Ohio State. Additionally, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new users the chance to receive a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. On top of those great sign-up offers, DraftKings offers great odds boosts every Sunday to help you make it rain. DraftKings is safe, reliable, and secure, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. So download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code DNVR when you sign up to get this can't-miss offer. Pick either Penn State or Ohio State, bet $1 on them, and cash $100 if they win. That's $1 to win $100 when you use promo code DNVR during sign-up. For a limited time, only a DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match. Each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. All right. Um, football. Carl Durrell was first. Um... And he said that they are now starting to game plan. You know, we kind of talked about this timeline a little bit last week uh, when we were talking about the scrimmage and how that probably was the last scrimmage of, of like your camp camp. Camp is in, you're just trying to get better. Whereas now is the time to flip the script and say, we have two weeks to get ready for UCLA. Um, they're still implementing the systems a little bit, not implementing so much as tailoring them. Darrell said, kind of fitting what they've been doing to the people who are actually going to be on the field. Cutting out the stuff that puts slow players in positions where they have to be fast or weak players in positions where they need to be strong, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, and so now they are kind of like narrowing things down a bit, but then also installing their game plan for UCLA. Um, things are going well, good practice. Um, they seem like they're getting more efficient, a word that Carl Darrell uses a lot. Um, offensive efficiency, defense efficiency, that's what matters. Also, the kickers are good. And we'd heard this from Carl, I think the last time we spoke with him, that he had been impressed by Josh Watts, the punter, and James Stefano, the kicker. Um, but the fact that he kind of brought that up again today, that the kickers were really good, um, now it's time to start expecting that, expecting the kicking game to be impressive uh, when the Buffs take the field next Saturday. Um, at 5 p.m. We haven't said that yet. We have a game time. Uh, that game will be played at 5 p.m. Colorado time. Um, and that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, oh, got asked about the eligibility thing and what that means that this year doesn't count against anybody's eligibility. Um, and he said that it was really a free period to try to develop guys and also win games. He said that the freshmen will need to help. Um, you're kind of counting on some of them. Um, and again, it's a very young team overall. Uh, only nine seniors. A lot of the guys who may be listed as sophomores or juniors really haven't seen the field all that much and are in a lot of ways young guys. Um, but he did say that things like using those guys, the freshmen, on special teams, you're probably going to see that just because you want to get them on the field and because it isn't going to count against their eligibility. So there really isn't any reason not to. Um, uh, I talked about this week um, 
the fumbles. He, he kind of got asked about the Todd Gurley, not the fumble, Todd Gurley touchdown um, the, when they really could have just run out the clock instead, wind up losing the game. And he got asked about that, like, is that a teachable moment? And Carl said, yeah, that is something that we talk about because it is something that happens in football and that we need to be prepared for. Um, and he also reminded everybody that that happened in the Penn State game as well. Um, the running back went in, could have fallen down. I think that one, too, they could have ran the clock all the way out. Um, so that's kind of where their mind's at on that kind of stuff as well. Um Kari Cooch has done a tremendous job, according to Carl. He said that he's ready. It's night and day from last year. And that the front five have been really good. Um, it sounds like, I guess, uh, we basically have the starters because we know uh, Kane and Ray will be a backup. Um, but he's kind of the jack of all trades. He's the guy who's going to step in in pretty much any situation where they need their number six lineman. Um, plays a bunch of different positions, so he fits that role well. But also, he's been a little bit banged up, um, and maybe that put him in a tough spot. So this isn't official, but just based on how he was talking, it does sound like the starting offensive line will be, uh, like from left to right, left tackle Will Sherman, left guard Kari Cooch, um, Colby Purcell at center, Casey Roddick at right guard and Frank Phillip at right tackle. And then when somebody gets hurt, knock on wood, that's when you're going to see Kane and Ray step in and fill whatever hole there is to be filled. Um, oh, he talks a little bit about the versatility of Will Sherman, his ability to play right tackle and left tackle. It's It's different. You know, when you have to, like, make your kick steps, drop back, gain ground, stop the pass rush, everything's just totally flipped. Your left foot's doing what your right foot did last year. Um, he's not worried. Um, so it didn't really take him too much time to adjust. And uh, I think the last point was him talking about the importance of depth in the secondary and how they think that they finally do have that. I uh, said the, oh, an important line, some freshmen that can help us this year at both safety and corner. Um, sounds like he's probably talking about Christian Gonzalez at corner and Torin Pittman at safety. Who knows? Maybe there's somebody else who's going to see time. Um, but we've been hearing those two names a lot. He says safety and corner. Probably those two. Um, he is very optimistic about the depth in the secondary. Um says that it is kind of important, especially after seeing what happened to that secondary last year, um, where they really just struggled to have enough bodies. That does not seem to be an issue anymore. Um, and that's pretty much it from Carl Durrell. Uh, Chris Miller, um, who has been playing a bunch of different positions, uh, star, safety, cornerback, all over the place. He's not too worried about it. He said, I just love playing defense. It's all the same. You cover, you tackle. Well, there you have it. I guess he, I, it does seem like maybe there's a little more to it, but if he says that's how it works, then I'm willing to go with it. Um, because he does fill so many different roles, he's been working with uh, all of the coaches, he says. that He's pretty much worked with all of them. There really aren't any that stand out as being more involved with him than others, uh, which is interesting, but it makes sense because when you're playing that star position, you're 
doing everything. You're playing linebacker, you're playing edge rusher, you're playing cornerback, playing safety. Like it's it really is all aspects of defense, uh, and he likes it. Um, he's not worried about the injuries. He has had a bit of a history with injuries. Uh, says you can't really think about that, otherwise you will get hurt, and uh, that's good. He did talk about Christian Gonzalez a little bit, uh, with the key point being that Christian has a good DB mentality. Um, so keep that in mind. Um, and then finally, Joshka Gustav, um, who we had heard from, and I can't remember, I was, I'm blanking on it. I, can't, I don't think it was Mikulowski. I think it might have been Tyson Summers who said that uh, Gustav has been one of the more impressive players during camp. Um, he has the football, or, or yeah, yeah, he has been one of the more impressive players, but also he'd been a little bit banged up recently I think like maybe a sprained ankle or something looked like he was back out there I don't think he got asked about the injury now that I think of it I wish I had done that but um Joshka says that he feels better this year now that he's a sophomore um he's an outside linebacker who is from Germany he's 6'3 245 235 um is a redshirt freshman now because he was a true freshman last year, played in three games on special teams. Um, born in Hamburg, moved to the United States uh, to play high school football, uh, so before his sophomore season. So he has been in the United States for a while now. Again, heard good things. And uh, he says that now in his second year, the biggest difference for him is just his football awareness. Um he said football smarts, like just understanding how the game works and what the responsibilities are. On top of that, he says that he feels like he's kind of grown into his body. Um, everything schematically makes more sense. He feels more comfortable playing fast now. Um, also said that he was very happy to hear that Brian Michalowski was going to be back this year. Um, that was kind of in doubt when Mel Tucker left. Nobody really knew what type of turnover we'd see on the coaching staff. Brian Michalowski, one of three coaches to return off the top of my head. Oh, and Hagen. Cheverini, Tyson Summers, Hagen, and Michalowski. I think that's it, yeah. Um, so, yeah, was happy. That's good to hear that endorsement. Uh, he noted that Michalowski actually coached in Germany for a year, and so they've been able to relate about that kind of stuff. Uh, he's been impressed by the offensive line. He said that it's been really good competition back and forth um, and that they are challenging each other. Um, oh, he's been in the United States since Christmas, hasn't been able to go home um, because he didn't want to risk being in a situation where he'd get stuck in Germany. Um, just He said he just couldn't risk it, and so he hasn't seen his family in a long time. Um yeah, I think that that was pretty much it. Oh, he talked a little bit about his podcast that he has with Valentin Sen. Uh, another, I think Valentin's also Germany, right? I think so. I'll double check on that real quick. But they started a podcast that I still haven't had a chance to listen to, but I might have to go back and start listening now. Uh, Austria. Valentin Sen's Austria. Um, but yeah, I might check that out if I were uh, you guys as well. Um 
Oh, one more note. Uh, it sounds like the Pac-12 conference will put together a policy for pregame positive COVID tests. Uh, don't know what that policy will be. We'll probably find out about it here shortly, though, sometime this week maybe. Um, I think that is all the information I have. Um, so that's going to do it for today's show. Uh, I will be back tomorrow with another episode. Um, tomorrow is Wednesday, so no basketball practice, but there will be football practice. Um And, uh, yeah, I'll see you then. I think they like my Colorado sway. Cause when I'm in it play, I don't really, I don't really know just how to act. And when I'm in it go, you know I'm acting bad. Holly get a bus with my Colorado sway. My Colorado sway. My Colorado sway. I think they like, I think they like my Colorado sway. My Colorado sway. See you later, baby. baby. Colorado Army with soldiers like the Navy. Yeah. And voters where we stationed, patiently awaiting. When I hit the field, it's so hard to behave. Yeah. I'm Colorado swagging as the crowd do the wave. Look into my eyes, I can tell that you afraid. Uh-huh. Cause you know we finna hit ya. Hit ya. Hit ya. Hit ya. Hey. Hey. You on your own now, why you watching the official? Yeah. You just better hope you make it to the next whistle. And we ain't playing with you, you can get it.